Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like colliding planes, or being trapped in your truck, or whirlpools. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like crying during Jeopardy, Mm. or 1990s movies. (laughs) (laughs) Or crappy neighbors. Ugh. The worst. Man, that can really ruin a day. Yeah, you know what brings up your day? Tell me. Our theme song. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna survive. Hi there. Hi. I don't know if it's because the kids are out of school and it's, you know, the holidays. It just feels like it's been longer than a week since we've been here. Does it feel like that's you? Yeah, it does. It's weird. Everything's upside down and discombobulated. Time is, is slow. Yeah. 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 It's stretched out. Did you have a um, good New Year's? No. No? Was it sucky? Yeah. Why? Did the kids get burnt in the fondue uh, pot? <laughs> They're both in the ER right now. She um, told me they were doing fondue for. We New didn't. Year's Eve. We did. Here, here we go. It looks like hibachi or something. It's you were doing. called raclette. We oh, did raclette. Okay. And what? I think you've mentioned that, but what is it again? It is. I thought it was German. It's actually Swiss. Okay. I looked it up. Um, it is somewhat similar to fondue, but it's kind of a grill type thing. Yeah. For inside use. In which you melt, on one rack, you melt cheeses. Okay. All kinds of cheeses. On a rack. These little pans. Like oh, okay, these yes. little pans. Okay. You can melt all different kinds of cheeses. There's usually an, like a Swiss type of cheese. Uh-huh. Um, and another kind of cheese that's uh, another, like, mild cheese. Edom? Perhaps I, I don't know what that is. It's just in every crossword puzzle. Um, and then a, maybe a cheddar. Okay. And on the top, you can do some veggies. Uh huh. And like you know, you'll do some maybe some zucchini, some uh-huh. asparagus that you're grilling. Yeah. Okay. And some meats, perhaps uh-huh. like some fillet. Okay. Like cut fillets. Uh huh. And then all over the table, you'll have like some pickled stuff. Some uh, cooked potatoes. This sounds so fancy and fun. It is fun. Um, and then you 
cook your food separately. Everybody's uh-huh. cooking what they like. And then you can put your cheese over whatever you want to put your cheese over, okay. like your potatoes. And then though there's like sour cream and chives. There's some dipping sauces. And you just cook together. And that's what you do. Okay. So that wasn't the, the bad part. No, it wasn't that anything was bad. It was just that it felt like the kids weren't really getting along. They mm-hmm. hadn't been getting along for a couple of days. Well, maybe it's just too much time at yeah, home together. It was. Yeah. It was. Because they don't have um, soccer or their other There's stuff no, right now. So Benji does have soccer. Oh, he does? Oh, yeah. okay. So, right. But not enough, even right. though it's like twice a week for two hours. Um, everybody was just a little kind of on each other's nerves, yeah. I would say. It's weird being home, everyone together, for that long. It just yeah. feels like I, we were watching on New Year's Eve, we were watching... Um, Jeopardy, mm-hmm. and Jimmy looked over at me. He's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just sad." <laughs> and Jimmy and Oliver were like, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just don't like New Year's. Like, I just got really emotional. Aww. I just don't like it. I don't. I don't know. It's just I don't like a day that forces you to be like, look at your life. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. It's like you just it's just depressing. take stock. Yeah. No thanks. Maybe I don't. I'd like to just keep moving." Also, maybe I take stock a lot all the time. Yes. And so it's not like the most fun thing to do. But we did stay up till midnight. We did too. It was really Oof. hard. It was hard. The kids made us. And I was like, at one, by 1030, I was just digging into my book because I could not watch any more TV. But you know what? I also cried. Did you? Like, not <laughs> did on, you? But it was, I think it was the day before uh-huh. because we were playing a board game and the kids kept like being mean to each other mm-hmm. during the game mm-hmm. and then I just I could feel it coming oh, you know when you can feel no, it coming and yes. I was like maybe I can stop it but then it just sort of came and the tears were coming uh-huh. and Alice was like mom are you okay and then I was just like we can't get along oh. it's my fault like oh, no. I'm a bad mom and then it was like it just tumbled into this like I'm a bad mom I'm a f- career failure. Oh, I'm like no. not good at a, being a wife. The house is always a mess and it's my fault. Like right. it was like I went Did to, you say all this out yes, loud? Yes, of course. <laughs> like, the kids like, "Oh shit, maybe we should." Benji was out of the room. I think oh. he had gone to like build a Lego or something. And then so Sven and Alex were just kind of hugging me while I went through the catalog of all the things I was bad at. <laughs> Like literally it was yes, every yes. single thing. It was like, yes. I'm not, I'm a failure. I'm a burden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in debt. I'm not good at my career. Right. I'm a wa- Like it was like literally my internal dialogue just spilled out yes. for everyone to this, hear. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think we have a very similar week. Um, like, Aaron, did you have a fun time? Uh, I didn't, I guess, but I'm better than you two, it sounds Good. like. I didn't, Good. Which might be shocking to some people. Oh, yeah. did you guys hear about um, the guy trapped in his car? No. His truck no. for six days? What? I know. I was going to try to make it the story, yeah. you know, but then I was like, well, we, we've done too many things in cars. Yeah. I, I can't do anything in a car. So he slid off the road in his pickup truck. This was in uh, Indiana, maybe? Like okay. ice. His oh. truck flipped off of the bridge like multiple times and then went under the bridge and he was trapped inside it. He was trapped inside the car because the car landed yes. upside down. Yes. Couldn't reach his phone because he's trapped. He's pinned for six days. He lived because he oh my God. could put his like 
shirt outside there was like a pipe leaking water from the bridge no. so he he put the water he funneled it through his shirt to try to clean it yeah like come on his shirt and yeah. drank that like squeezed it and drank it genius and stayed warm because his airbags deployed and he used the deployed airbag to tr- to stay warm so he didn't freeze to death and i guess the temperatures were a little milder than they normally are this time of year and then these two guys were <sighs> walking looking for fishing spots uh-huh. They came upon the truck. They thought he was dead because right. he was so still. And he like poked the guy and woke him up. And, Unbelievable. And he was like, oh, God, I'm so happy to see you. Oh. And I guess the first thing he asked for, Big Mac. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. That make, he was, <laughs> I mean, obviously, he was starving. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, so were they the, able to get him out? Or did they, they have to the, get... They called the 911 and they said yeah. you should bring the Jaws of Life because yeah. he's really like in this crushed truck right and it's going to be hard to get him out and the guy i don't know he said you know i can't feel my legs so he had some pretty extensive injuries and they said you know he was in really um what is it when you're in the worst like serious you know condition critical Critical, like Uh it's critical but then the next day he was in serious okay so it seems like he's going to be okay but like they said it's a miracle he's alive because i'm sure his family or whoever was like um you know he's gone that's it yeah, why I mean, six it, days? Yeah, you'd think there yeah. would have been a lot of maybe he's just like a single guy living alone yeah. and his family lived far away, so they didn't think. Was that it much. like an industrial truck or just a regular Regular pickup truck. truck? Okay. Wow. I couldn't believe that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Look, look at this Christmas miracles. Christmas is a miracle. And then we're just crying because we know. I'm a bad mom. I'm a failure. My kids hate me. I mean, um, so big deal. <laughs> you can take them for another walk up the hill <laughs> and whisper seething things to them. Yeah, I'm gonna take them out and yell at them a little. Maybe I'll take them back to France and make them do a five day hike. Oh yeah, the punishing good idea. Forest of the Alps. Yeah, it's a good idea. Show them what's what. So last we were here, you um, asked us to watch May December, which I did. Yes. Good. And I am also confused. <laughs> did you watch it? I have not watched it. Oh, no. Gary, Gary, you failed the assignment. But I did watch Blue Steel, the 1990 Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Why? Gary, what are, what are you doing? I, Who you else know, is in that? Ron Silver. Ron Silver was a regular on Rhoda. <sighs> Guys, we've survived a lot over the holidays. Yes. But I bet you didn't have to survive being sucked into a whirlpool. What? <laughs> Just of my own emotions. Yeah. Well, this may be slightly worse. Okay. All right. What is a whirlpool? Yeah. I mean, it's you, an eddy. Oh, you you got a word right. Yeah. You know the one in your bathtub, right? Sure. It's like that, but, but bigger. Way bigger. I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you kind of a little bit about whirlpools. And I'm going to tell you about some whirlpools, Mm -hmm. some famous ones, and then I'm going to tell you how to survive one. Okay. All right. So according to yourweather.co.uk, a whirlpool can occur when fast-flowing currents in the ocean, circulating in different directions, crash into each other, and then they begin to revolve around each other. Okay. Okay? So they're like doing this. See what my fingers are doing? Yeah. It's like... Spinning plates. Spinning plates. It's like Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey... You know how they do that thing in Dirty Dancing where they're sexy dancing? You mean the movie? Uh I mean the movie. Okay. All right. So depending on how much water there is and the force at which these water currents collide, 
eddies, like you yeah. said, of different sizes appear. The largest ones are called whirlpools or maelstroms. Ooh. That's this like, is in the ocean, not above the ocean. This is in the water. This is in lots of places. Okay. The ocean is one. Right. Maelstrom is a Nor- Norwegian word that comes from malen to crush and strom current that is that is crushing current. Okay. Okay. So uh, it's also the thing you melt cheese on. It's what we did on New Year's Eve. Maelstrom. Or like, I don't know that to me. Doesn't that sound like somebody's name? Oh, meet my friend Maelstrom. Sure. I don't know. I've, I've gone. It's a lot. Did you not know the word Maelstrom before this? I didn't. I I don't think I'd heard about it a lot. Okay. Maybe, maybe so. It sounds like a metal band or. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) See some umlauts over that. Oh, coming up next. Maelstrom. Yeah. We'll rock you. Whirlpools in the ocean are more common than you, mm. Garen, can imagine. And they, they can, oh, they occur temporarily. Okay. So it makes it difficult to track and record them. So when cold, heavier water slides under warmer, lighter water, that's when the rapid ocean currents are formed. And the intensity can depend on multiple factors, which I'm not going to tell you because they didn't tell me. Okay. <laughs> so... As you might imagine, they can form. No, I'm gonna say say that again. Okay. As you might imagine, whirlpools pose the threat of drowning. Yes, if you're caught in it. Yeah, exactly, and they don't only form in the ocean. They can form wherever water is flowing: creeks, oh, streams, rivers, seas. Which is, I think, another seas, word for ocean. Yeah. All right. Any whirlpool that contains a downdraft, one capable of sucking objects beneath the water's surface, is called a vortex. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think that was also a ride at the carnival when I was a kid. Probably. The one, you know, where you go up against the wall and it spins and the floor drops out. the worst. I hated that because I always felt like I was slipping, but everybody else was okay. But I kept sliding. Like, I was like, why am I going down towards the bottom and everybody else is okay? Were you slipping? I think so. Seriously? I felt like it. Oh, okay. That's not good. No. I just want to clarify. I've heard the word maelstrom. I'm, I'm in my head over here. Yeah. But not in a meteorological sense. Okay. I've only heard it as what I guess is the metaphorical maelstrom. Okay. Which is like a, you know, a mess, a big. Oh, a interesting. Big. I don't know how or when I've heard it. I'm going to just put that out there. Sure. Whirlpools also form at the base of waterfalls. Oh. So like down down in Niagara. Have you okay. been to Niagara Falls? No. You know what? Skip it. Really? I feel like it's like Ni- I feel like it's like the Grand Canyon where you're like, "All right, I saw it. Let's okay. go." Yeah. We were supposed to go to a waterfall, the one that you go to in is it Pasadena? Oh, um Hold on. Hold on. Altadena? Is it okay. The hike? Yeah. Isn't there a waterfall at the Eaton end? Canyon. Yeah. It's a great hike. We were supposed to do that like over the summer and then Everyone kept, everyone by meeting, everyone but me kept pushing it off. And then they were like, let's do it New Year's Day. Well, of course, you were G- crying. Jimmy is sick. Yes. No, but he's sick. So, yes. of course, it didn't happen again. So, it's just this sad thing of like, when will mom get her hike in the, you know. I will hike with you okay. to, eat, to Eaton Thank Canyon you. if you want. Or I, I can do Switzer Falls with you also. That's another wonderful hike. Okay. I Thanks. love to hike, and I will hike with you either place. Didn't you say there was delicious ice cream at the end of Eaton? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a, you have to go over to a little drive, but it's just a couple minutes away. Okay. Carmela's. Everybody Carmela's. go to Carmela's. Okay. They have the best ice cream. All right. Not a sponsor, but if they want to <laughs> send us some ice cream, I'm not going to say no. All right. So 
Whirlpools also form, okay, I said that, the waterfalls and man-made structures such as dams. Huh. You know? Wow. Can you believe that? No, I can't. Well, it's true. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you here, it's never been said before. I'm okay. saying it first. I love it. Whirlpools are not, in fact, bottomless pits. Uh-huh. They often pull objects to the bottom of the seabed. And the currents can then move the objects far along the sea floor. If the object is something that can float, it may reappear way far away from where it was sucked into the whirlpool. So good luck finding that engagement ring. Oh, dang. Right? Yeah. Unless it floats. And then still you probably won't find it. You know what this reminds me of? That really um, good show that Sven and I watched that was in... Swedish about the Kim Wall disappearance. You know the woman that was killed on the submarine. You told me about this. Yeah, God, I it's haven't so good. watched it yet. It's really good, but also you know it's about Kim Wall, so it's sad because she was murdered on a submarine. But then the way they have to go find her yeah. in the ocean is so cool. It's so cool to watch these scientists try to figure out the way the ocean currents move mm-hmm. to find her in the ocean. Huh. It's really interesting. Yeah. What did you What did you say it was called again? I know you recommended it before. Uh, it's like the, it's called like the, it might be called the investigation. Oh yeah, I think that's what you said it was called. It's so good. It's probably one of my favorite shows from this last year. Um, but again, it's sad and it's. Have you seen Blue Steel? <laughs> I mean, not a show and not from this God, year, but no, still. No, I haven't. I'll, you know Guys, what? It's on my voodoo. You're more than welcome as to soon as, watch isn't, it. Isn't that the Zoolander thing? Isn't that, isn't it called Blue Steel? His Yes, his his, his, his look? look is called <laughs> Blue Steel. I wonder yes. if it was sort of making fun, making of, that fun movie. of that movie. It might have been. That's really right. funny. Have you guys heard of the Coriolis effect? Maybe. Kind of. Sounds familiar. Well, let me tell you. It's the force of the Earth's rotation. It means that large whirlpools in the northern hemisphere tend to spin counterclockwise, okay. while whirlpools in the southern hemis- hemisphere tend to spin clockwise okay remember this is when i got confused about the dogs remember that time where i was like dogs go one way (laughs) right and then the other side they go the other way no that's bathtubs and And, toilets and you guys were like you're so wrong (laughs) but i really like that idea i do too let's still stick to it all right i'm going to tell you just a tad about some famous whirlpools around the world you've probably seen their tiktoks all right first in the Norwegian Sea, we've got the Mosk Straumen, which forms between the islands Mosken and Mosken Soya. In the second, this is the second strongest whirlpool in the world, okay? Okay. So, this was the inspiration for Poe's short story, at Grand Poe, that is. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to get confused with another Poe. Mm-hmm. A descent into the Maelstrom. You didn't mean one of the, um... oh, fuck, why can't I ever just goddamn think of anything when I want to? Tiddlywinks and Poe and the sun in the sky. The the preschool characters. The British preschool characters. This might be a reference only you know. No, everyone knows this. The fucking... Pre- the cow jumped over the moon? No, the preschool characters with the... Wiggles? No, the red no, the, guy oh, the and the... T- Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Oh, is there, is there one named Poe? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We didn't, I didn't really watch no, Teletubbies. I'm not upset at you. I'm upset at my brain. Oh, All right, let's honey. take it over. Let's take it again. <laughs> let's just start the episode from the beginning. <laughs> Fucking Teletubbies. All right. All right. The Moskrow... Moskrow. The Moskrowman also features in the climax of Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, okay. And is mentioned by Captain Ahab in Herman Melville's Moby Dick. All right. Okay. 
There you go. All right. Next up, we've got Old Sal. Wait, no. Does this mean that these reoccur? Like, they're just, or just there. happen once? No. They're just always? Always there. They're always spinning? Always spinning. What? Yes. How is that possible? It's just how it is. They're permanent. What? They're permanent fixtures. In the ocean. In the ocean. I'm going to give you information on how you can watch one of them. Whenever you want, whenever you want. Okay. Probably any of these you can go look at online, of course. But this, the one I'm going to tell you about is going to be fun. All right. This next one is Old Sal. One, this is the largest whirlpool in the Western Hemisphere. That's okay. us. Reaching a diameter of 76 meters. This forms in the waters between Deer Island and Moose Island in Canada. Old Sal gets its name, not from the sound that it makes, most likely from the word sow, S-O-U-G-H, okay? okay? Pronounced suff, uh-huh. but they people got it wrong, right? They'd see the okay. word and they'd say sow. The meaning of sow is a type, which is actually suff, is a type of drain or sucking sound. It is plausible that long ago people referred in writing to the whirlpool as sow, and those not familiar with the word but familiar with plow mispronounced it as sow rather than suff, and the name stuck. Okay. Okay. So that's old sow. There's actually an old sow survivors club. Whoa. People who've survived going into that. Do, do you think they go in, on purpose because they know it's there? And Some just, people do go into these yeah, on purpose for like thrill rides. Storm chasers. Because if you have a... It's safer now to go into these whirlpools because of motorized boats, because motorized boats are stronger and can go through them. But sometimes people go in them in their motorized boats, and guess what happens? Their engine dies. Oh, and then they get, there's a story about one family going in and getting spun around a hundred times. I mean, they're asking for it, Fucking, right? It's so don't stupid. Do that, you I idiot. thought you meant they went in just their bodies. I guess. Oh, that, that happens too. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. So on the coast of Japan, between Tokushima and Hiago, the Naruto tidal whirlpool can reach 20 meters in diameter and travel up to 12 kilometers per hour, which is fast. Jesus. Okay. The whirlpools inspired the name for Narutomaki Surimi, which in turn inspired the name Naruto Uzumaki for the manga and anime Naruto. Wow. Oh, I never knew that. That's cool. So uh, that was something I thought was interesting. And that's all I'm going to tell you about that one. Okay. So uh, if you want to know more, you know how to Google. All right. I can't believe they're permanent. I'm so confused. It's it's pretty wild. Okay. All right. This one, Corey Vrecken, considered the third strongest in the world ranking. Uh-huh. It's located west coast of Scotland. All right. All right. It's generated by the irregularity of the seabed, which is full of depressions. <laughs> it's dark over there. We can relate. <laughs> yeah, it's like and, there's never sunshine. Of uh, and pinnacles that cause the water that circulates between them to increase its speed. The pinnacle, depressions and pinnacles, I think the pinnacles are raises. Okay. So depressions and sure. raised. Makes sense. I don't really know what pinnacles are. I'm Now I'm just bullshitting you. A legend surrounds Norse King Brecken in I might be mispronouncing Brecken. In various stories, Brecken moored his boat near the whirlpool to impress a local princess, or alternatively, to flee from his father across the gulf. In both stories, Brecken was swept into the whirlpool and his body dragged ashore later by his dog. Brecken may be named after the whirlpool, or its current name may be a Gaelic pun on his name. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, those Gaelic puns. Oh, my God. I can't get enough Gaelic puns. All right. Here's a fun little aside about Corey Vrecken. 
In mid-August 1947, the author George Orwell nearly drowned in the Cory Vrecken whirlpool, seeking to focus his main energies on completing a novel destined to become the dystopian classic 1984. Orwell had fled the distractions of London in April 1947 and taken up temporary residence on the isolated island of Jura on the return leg of an August boating day trip to nearby Glen Garrisdale. Orwell seems to have misread the local tide tables and steered into rough seas that drove his boat near to the whirlpool. When the boat's small engine suddenly sheared off from its mounts and (gasps) dropped into the sea, Orwell's party resorted to oars and was saved from drowning only when the whirlpool began to recede and the group managed to paddle the distressed craft to a rocky outcrop about a mile distant from the Jura coastline. The boat capsized as the group tried to disembark, leaving Orwell, his two companions, and his three-year-old son stranded on the uninhabited outcrop with no supplies or means of escape. They were rescued only when passing lobstermen noticed a fire the party had lit in an effort to keep warm. Orwell completed a first draft of 1984 about three months after the Cory Vrecken incident with the final manuscript not finished until late 1948. Unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? That seems like it would be a good movie. I agree. Or part of a movie. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Feel like less conflicted about it than May, December. (laughs) I mean, I'd have to see the movie first. And who's going to be George Orwell, do you think? I don't know what he looked like. I don't either. But you know what I think would be uh, maybe that guy, Michael, I don't know. McDonald? Oh. No, neither of those. I can't think of the actor's name. B. Jordan. (laughs) Yeah. Michael B. Jordan (laughs) as George Orwell. Yeah. Why not? not? Who's, Who's to say he wasn't black and hot? Who's to say? I mean, photographic evidence? Maybe. Who cares? 1947, I think they had cameras. That's what I'm saying. Let's, the, who, but who's to say? Who's to say? Unfortunately, we, do no, we no longer have Vincent Price with us. Oh, yeah. He's sort of an odd looking dude. Oh, yeah. You know what? He's, Lynchy, oh, maybe? Sean Penn? He does look oh. like David Lynch. Sean Penn, yeah. Could, he play, could play him. him. Yeah. All right. Salt Strauman. Yeah. Right outside of Boda, Norway, just north of the Arctic Circle, you can experience Saltstraumen. This is from their tourism page. (laughs) A unique and amazing natural attraction. Saltstraumen is the world's strongest maelstrom and is a spectacular and somewhat intimidating phenomenon to behold. 1.9 miles long, 480 feet wide. What? Every six hours, almost 400 million cubic meters of water have to pass through a three- kilometers long I already told you how big it was yeah uh, between Saltfjorden and I'm gonna say Skirdstardfjord that is not anywhere near how you pronounce that word by the way the water can move at speeds of up to 20 knots or about 10 meters per second okay like all tidal currents Saltstraumen is strongest just after the new and full moon oh okay I forgot about how the moon the tides, tides yeah all right, so you can experience Saltstraumen either from land, from the bridge, Saltstraumbrua, or the most intense way, from a rib boat on the water. This is a rigid inflatable boat. I had to look that up. Okay. Okay, so guess what? People fish there and uh, hang out there. All right. And it's like a place people like to go. And you know how I found out? So... Norway really loves to do slow TV. Have you guys heard of slow TV? Yeah. You can go online and you can watch Saltstraumen for 12 hours. Oh, okay. I didn't watch for 12, uh-huh. but I will put the link or whoever's, whichever one of us is doing the newsletter that uh-huh. week 
I will have the link available, and you can just watch Salt Strowman. Is it really? Is it? It is, does. Is it? Is it impressive? Or it no? doesn't look as intense as you expect. Okay. It's like people. There's in the middle. You can see the swirly swirl. Yeah. It's like a big swirly swirl, uh-huh. and then there's like fishermen out there fishing, but they're not going into that part. Right. And there's people on the side fishing and like hanging out, making fires on the little side of the water, like. It looks cold and sort of beautiful in a way that Norway is cold. Yeah. But you it's interesting how I think if that were here, they wouldn't just they just wouldn't let people in the water at all. Yes, no. But there they're like, yeah, go in. I guess don't go in that part. If you do, you're stupid. This might be a really dumb question, but is there any underwater footage of these things? Not in this video. Okay. Like in this video, it is computer generated it's like weird they'll go underwater and then that part is like computer generated oh, technology okay so there probably is and it would be interesting to it's see like it. james cameron probably has it he's got all the yeah. underwater stuff that guy yeah. he's got it all all right now let's talk about how to survive it okay that's important right yeah. i mean get to the fucking topic right. that's what we're all thinking all right so obviously if you're a beginning kayaker whirlpools are a pain if you're a like thrill seeker out there, you're going to be maybe kind of excited to come across a whirlpool, right? Yeah. So how to survive one. First, know the different types. Mm. Devise a strategy for each. Guess what a good piece of advice is from the experts. What? Stay away. Remain calm. Oh. But yes, the next thing they say, most effective strategy for surviving a whirlpool, not get caught in one in the first place. Yeah, ding dong. So yeah, Danielle, you were right. <laughs> Here's what they say if you're river kayaking, because you mm. will often come across these if you're river kayaking. First, one thing you can do is you pull your craft over to the side, walk downstream to spy out any standing whirlpools. So walk out, go look ahead. Yeah. If one forms unexpectedly, though, in front of you, you can actually use them to your advantage. If you use strong strokes to propel yourself to the side of the whirlpool that is heading downstream, you can actually use them... <laughs> To like as a ride, <laughs> like yeah, to, to jump ahead. <laughs> okay, you just don't want to go the wrong way in one, right? Because then you can get stuck in it, and it can take your front of your kayak and make you spin right down into it. I'm picturing like one of those revolving doors in a hotel. Yes, it, it like slingshots you. That's yeah. what they say. It slingshots slingshots okay. you forward. You use your momentum and your additional paddle strokes. So if you do. If you get stuck in it, it says use your momentum and additional paddle strokes to break free of the whirlpool's grasp on the downstream side. Okay. But if you do get stuck in it, you kind of just have to ride it out. And like hopefully if you're kayaking, you know how to flip your kayak. You oh. should have practiced that in like a class. Okay. I don't know how to flip a kayak, so I'm not going in any whirlpools. All right. Standing still. Standing whirlpools can be the easiest to avoid, but the trickiest to get out of. The largest standing whirlpool in the Western Hemisphere is Old Sow, as we talked about earlier. Old Sow's vortex is up to 250 feet in diameter with roiling waters, holes, and troughs around its perimeter. Though the whirlpool has caused a long list of fatalities, Ooh. your best bet of surviving Old Sow or other standing whirlpools is to keep your boat from swamping, which I think means filling with water. Flipping, yeah. Okay. Fil- fil- flipping and filling with water. And let the vortex spit you out. Oh. Work your way to the outside edge of the whirlpool. Okay. Moving in the direction of water flow. Once on the outer edge, you can thrust yourself into the flow of the water beyond its reach. Wait, what? You, oh, oh, I see. Okay. But does it mean get out of your boat? 
No. Okay. Do not leave your boat. But thrust your... Okay, got Yes. It. This is you're in a boat. Okay. Okay. Guess what? There are vertical whirlpools. Okay. These are also known as hydraulics. So they begin with waves that roll back over onto themselves. Oh, my Lord. I know. Come on. Like, don't we have enough to worry so about scary. with whirlpools? So like other types of whirlpools, these can be standing or temporary occurrences. The water thunders back onto itself, mm-hmm. creating white water on the surface. Avoid getting caught in this vortex by ducking down beneath the foaming water, churning in the backwash. Okay. I guess. Yeah, like an undertow. Like yeah. Just, right. Force yourself down into the smooth water that dips beneath it and keep traveling downstream. So I think they're saying go under it, yeah. right? Yeah. You may need to force yourself down with your arms if you're wearing a flotation device. Oh, my God. Don't take that flotation device off, though. Don't. Okay. Um, Also, wear your flotation device. There was a whole story, which I'm not going to share the whole thing because it was too sad, about a big uh, boat in India that got caught in a Mm. um, whirlpool where they were just all sitting on their life jackets. Because the guides told them not to worry about the life jackets. And they were like, oh, it's going to get a little, um, you know, rocky. What? And they went, they they got sucked right into a whirlpool. Why why would you not put them on? People just, they're, you know, we are obsessed with safety in this country to a fault, maybe, but like in other places, it's really lax. Okay. Wear a life vest when boating or kayaking to help you increase your survival, to help you stay afloat. Should you become caught up in a whirlpool, don't ditch your craft. So your boat or your little raft or whatever you're on, flotation will keep you from becoming pinned below the surface by the force of the water. Okay. Okay? Okay, Danielle. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. Are you getting this? I I am. am. God, I'm getting upset that you're not going to listen. No, I'm listening. I'm listening 100%. Getting out of a whirlpool or other hydraulic is usually an exhausting experience, okay? You will appreciate the flotation. Once you're free of its grip. Yeah. Your PFD, which is personal flotation device, or kayak also makes it easier for rescuers to spot you and come to your aid. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Don't get caught in the first place. If you do, remain calm. Okay. Okay. Try to get to the edge of the whirlpool. Look for an escape route. Okay. Wear a life vest during water sports. All right. So that's it. Okay. That's it. We're going to tell a story. All right. Who's ready ready for a story? I am. All right. I'm going to get to the story. And uh, hold on to your hats, guys, because things are about to get real. This September will mark the 10th anniversary of my trip to sail a raft down the Zambezi River. I was 45 and living with my young family in Devizes, Wiltshire. I'm probably saying that wrong. But I'd always wanted to visit Africa. Danielle, that's like you. Yeah. When I read about the five-day white ro- when I read about the five-day whitewater tour, it seemed the perfect way to do it. Mm. I was struck by the heat and the aroma as I got off the plane in Zimbabwe before traveling across the border to Livingstone, Zambia, to meet the rest of the team. Each of the rafts carried eight to ten people, and we were split into two groups. Before starting our training, we had a riverboat ride and swam beneath Victoria Falls. I have wonderful memories of seeing elephants and hippos and camping beside the river each night under skies filled with stars. A decade before, I'd spent a couple of days rafting in New Zealand, but the Zambezi, Zambezi was on a different level. Rapids are graded on a scale of one to six, and we encountered a number of threes and fours. Names like Oblivion, The Washing Machine, and The Devil's Toilet Bowl. Oh, no. Oh, that, that doesn't sound like anything mm-hmm. I want to go in. No. The Devil's Toilet Bowl? 
The guides looked after us brilliantly, though, and we pulled together as a team. So while the white water was thrilling, I never felt any real danger. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider was the last rapid on the final day, a grade five with three enormous waves. I was at the front of our raft. We were all fired up, and I remember singing. The first waves gave us no trouble, but as we hit the second, the raft as we hit the second, the raft flipped, and suddenly I was beneath it, trapped <gasps> underwater. We'd been told to swim away from the raft if it capsized, and that's what I did. As I was swept downstream, I clung to my paddle, confident. It and my life jacket would help me stay afloat long enough to strike out towards the bank of the river. Instead, I was pulled under, and I could feel myself spinning. Oh, my God. When I realized I was trapped in a whirlpool, my first instinct was to try to swim out of it, but this proved hopeless. I knew trying to fight it would use up what little oxygen I had in my lungs, so I tried to push the tip of the paddle out of the water, hoping someone would see it. Okay. I kept spinning and held my breath, terrified I'd reach a point where my body would make me breathe automatically, filling my lungs with water. An unbearable, fiery pain bloomed in my chest, and I felt myself slipping into unconsciousness. I thought, this is it. Oh, my God. I pictured my kids and my wife, and I said, goodbye, world. These were my last thoughts until I heard a man's voice repeatedly calling my name. At first, it sounded as if the voice was coming from far away, but it seemed louder each time. I was told to open my eyes, and that's when I realized I'd blacked out and was coming around on another raft. I remember gasping for breath, sitting up, and water flooding out of my nose. My sinuses had filled up. I was taken to the shore and led to a rock where I sat down to recover. I've since reviewed footage film filmed by the GoPro camera attached to my helmet. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The video shows I was underwater for almost three and a half minutes. What? I must have been dragged down almost to the riverbed where the pool of the whirlpool lessened and released its hold. I was spotted face down in the water and picked up by one of the kayakers, a man called Lovemore, who I'm still in touch with. He transferred me to the raft. Despite passing out, I never let go of the paddle. There's a photograph of me clutching it while recovering on the rock. When the magnitude of what I'd been through dawned on me, I broke down and was comforted by other members of the crew. Still, other than feeling absolutely shattered, I seemed to have escaped unscathed. I didn't start to feel really unwell until I got back to the UK. My GP said it was necessary to prescribe antibiotics to prevent a nasty infection due to fecal matter in the river. Mm. Devil's toilet bowl. What happened was bad luck, but I'm glad I trained for six months in a local gym before heading out. I suspect I wouldn't have survived so long underwater had my cardiovascular system been less strong. But when my son recently challenged me to sit on the bottom of a swimming pool for as long as I could, I caved in about 10 seconds. Holding my breath isn't something I'm going to do again for fun. Whoa. Yeah. So I guess he was the only one who got swept into the whirlpool on that yeah, raft. Yeah, his name's Stuart Foulstone. That is un... Stuart. Stuart, that happened. Three and a half minutes. How do you not get brain damage i I don't know i don't know isn't that crazy that's completely crazy good for him bananas so don't get sucked in a whirlpool no i wouldn't i'm not gonna do it no i'd rather you garen you think that guy sang that willy wonka song when he was going towards those rapids yes of course what willy wonka song that worked it gets really dark when When he's on the the boat yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) oliver used to make us skip that part i can see why yeah it's It's upsetting that I, I'm always fascinated by those things, but I, I there's no way I would ever be like, let me get a little closer to it. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's no, just get closer. No. Let's get a closer Ugh. look. Jeez. That is so scary. Wow. 
Yeah. I can't believe he's okay. That's fantastic. But he said he wasn't feeling well when he got back. Oh, so he did have an he did have an infection. Yeah, I think from all the water. Okay, got it, got it. It's yeah. weird that he was aware of being in there. Yeah, and they found him face down, like. Well, he said he blacked out. Yeah, but he didn't know he blacked out. No, like what? He was maybe dead for a few minutes. How do you? Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it's weird. To they must have to done the compressions on his chest to get the water. Like, and I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know because right because he thought he was dying, and then the next yeah. thing he knows, he's on a rock. Oh, uh, it's so weird. <laughs> oh my god, Just, horrifying. Like, how long are you aware of what's happening when something is happening? Is yeah, it's it's very scary just to think about. Like, how do you know when you're. How about his toddler trying to kill him in a pool? I know. Hey, Dad, hey, wouldn't this be remember fun? The, remember the most horrific thing yeah. that's ever happened to you? Want to revisit let's your trauma? Let's let's do it now. Let's do this just for fun, though. Let's just see who's better at it. Did oh, you guys God. see the video on the LA Times from the um, big crashing waves in Ventura? Where no. there's people just standing by the edge of the um, breakers, and then this huge wave comes and, like, Oh, I think and the I truck moves and like yeah, crashes yeah. and all the people and it was a bunch of people were injured because they just want to get a better like, look. But there were warnings. Right. This is with every weather phenomenon. Right. Yeah. People just are too curious. They don't take it seriously. enough. No. no. I'm always like the one where it's like when it, by our house, there'll be like safe fire evacuations, mm-hmm. but they're not even at our house yet. I'm like, why don't we just go ahead and go? Oh, uh-huh. I take it very seriously right. to the extreme because right. I'm like, hey, they're not always right. It's close to our house. Yeah. How about we just go? We don't right. need to wait because they could be wrong exactly. and fire's unpredictable. Let's not be stupid. Let's right. be a little more paranoid. Yeah. Why little, not? A little more paranoid in 2024. Oh, I think that's a great resolution. I think that's, yes. I'm going to resolve to be more paranoid. Yes. That's a good idea. That's, okay. a, that's a great one. <laughs> More fear in 2024. <laughs> oh, I sorry. I just cracked every bone in my back. I wish I could do that. Not for you. For myself. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted me to, I would. You probably could. You could just pick me up and... It would all go... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should take a break. Yeah. I'll crack your back. All right. We'll be right back. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Christine, welcome back. Welcome back to you. How was your break? Oh my God, I want French fries. Yeah, we were talking about French fries and how apparently they use caramel coloring in the American McDonald's French fries to make them look like French fries, I guess. All right, Emily is from the podcast The Residuals. Mm -hmm. Paranormal. Yes. Activity. Yes. Ghost stories. All of the above. Ghost stories, um, unexplainable things. People having dreams, sleep paralysis is a big one. Ooh. There's a, a phenomenon uh, that's a worldwide phenomenon called the man in the hat, um, which is something that many people thought was just a symptom of their sleep paralysis. So it was just like a ghost in their house. And it's just a guy wearing a hat and okay. a long trench coat, yes. as you do, just hanging out in the room at the end of the bed. Um, <laughs> But uh, someone started to do research on it and found that it's an international phenomenon 
And so they that did many a, people claim yes, they see a yes. man in a did you say a top hat? No, it well the hats, the hats vary, vary depending, depending on what country on where you are. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's wild. So, yeah. yeah. And, and a long trench coat yeah. at the end of your bed. I, or in your room, you just see them. Okay. And, yeah. And so at first they were like, well, it's sleep paralysis or it's that whole, you know, that, that hysteria. Um, that spreads. Yeah, the hysteria that spreads. Well, none of these people have anything in common, including mm. many of them, a language. So That's pretty wild. Yeah. So we just talk about stuff like that. and How fun. Yeah, we love it. I really love um, your Sleepy Hollow stuff. I've been listening to those. Thank I think you. there's I a couple. That. It's like a mini arc of episodes it's, well, yeah. it's more than one episode well what we like to do is we do a deep dive on um so joy my my pod wife co-host mm-hmm. um she has a scientific um archaeological background and so she looks into the more rational side of things whereas i'm like it's haunted right. <laughs> it's, it's a ghost right um and so oh crap i'm sorry i kicked that's right. You're fan. Um, she so we'll do the history of somewhere, and then we'll come in and we'll do the haunting of somewhere, or we'll do a historical haunting of somewhere because somewhere in there is an explanation or mm-hmm. what the the seed of of what came out of it, uh, of of what caused the haunting or something like that. And so yeah, but we have people come on. We have something that started magically happening called ghost therapy. Which is where people will come on and they'll be really scared by something that happened to them. And through talking about it with them, we'll start to unravel it, unpack it. And it's like they walk away being like, you know, maybe that wasn't as scary. Oh, okay. So it's like talking about your mother, but you're talking about your ghost. Exactly. Okay. Or maybe the ghost of your mother. Exactly. Okay. It all goes back to the ghost of your mother. Seriously. It's all, everything could be. It's always the mother. Yeah. It's always the ghost mother. But yeah. And actually you (laughs) wanted to maybe ask our listeners. Oh my God. For ghost stories. Is that right? Yes. So, because we are having you on our show. Yes. Very exciting. Whether you want to or not. Absolutely. No, thrilled to. Um, and we do, uh, we have an episode that we call Scare Mail. And oh, so okay. for our Scare Mail, it is people, um, our listeners will write in mm-hmm. and they'll email us their stories. And it can be any kind of like unexplainable, paranormal. Did okay. you have an alien? Did you get abducted by, you know, what right. happened? Or a glitch. Like, God, we fucking love glitches. Gli- like time it's a glitch. Gl- oh, shit, you lose time? time? Glitches. Well, it's like something, like, it, it's like you'll walk into somewhere and it's like very clearly a different era. It's a different decade. And what? people will like notice you and you'll be able to interact with them. And then, like, like you're time traveling. It, I guess, but it's yeah, but it's God. I sound absolutely bananas talking about this. It is, um, yeah. I mean, it's called a glitch. It's like just kind of where something happens, okay, and it's like a mistake, and then you'll not be in it anymore. I want to experience that. Me too. That sounds really interesting. I mean, especially if it was just for a short time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first I'd fuck some shit up pension you know a butterfly's wings off off of no. uh it, no. yes, I'm, yes. Killing, I'm, killing I'm, I'm killing hitler i'm killing hitler i'm killing hitler but yeah so we have people email us in and then we read their emails and now we've also got a hotline so people can call us and okay. so you are both coming on for our scare mail episode yeah oh, great to read other people's stories from Fantastic. our listeners uh yes and so our email address is the residuals podcast 
all one word, T-H-E. Residuals. I have to, I have to read it, yeah. <laughs> T-H-E. Uh, the, re- the residuals podcast at gmail.com or we have a hotline which is 323-538-2666. What? That wasn't my idea. That was Joy because Joy is savage. But yes, and if you find that you run out of time on the voicemail, don't worry about it. Just call back and be like, this is part two. All right. Well, we don't know when we're going to be on the show, so just do it ASAP. And we're excited to have you on. Thank you. Well, we're excited to be on. And we're excited to have you here today to talk about. To tell us your survival story. Um, So when you... We were talking about this. It was like, first of all, it was very uh, disconcerting to think, well, what trauma should I talk about? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> How do you choose? And in, in my Dewey Decimal, shall I find? Um, but this one, I think, I God. So today, I'm bringing you my uh, my pandemic Airbnb next door ah. neighbor trauma. Oh, this sounds good. Okay. Okay, um, so obviously shit hit the fan. 2020, we'd moved to a neighborhood. We were living in Woodland Hills at the time, and we lived in um, I guess they called flag lots, where there's a house in the front. Not flag lots. What is it? Flag- it's basically there's a house on the street, okay, and then there's a house kind of behind it. Separate property, separate. Like oh okay, line. but the driveway is up like next to your house kind of Got deal, it. so they're tucked away. So our neighbor that we had right behind us, we had a fence between us, so there was no crossover. Um, the one right behind the house next door to us, they weren't so lucky. They basically kind of shared a driveway, okay. but it went up against the side of our house and our backyard. So right before uh, the pandemic happened. The people who lived there had sold the house. And we okay. were like, please let us get a family in there. Because everyone around us was, all of our neighbors were boomers. All uh-huh. of them. Okay. Bless them. And so we just wanted someone that our kid could maybe play with. Or right. That mm-hmm. we could be friends with. And so um, what happened was a, an older couple purchased it. They totally did a massive reno. And um, in managed to talk to them and they were telling us that well they made the garage into a separate apartment for them because they were going to rent the main house out to somebody and we were oh. like okay l- long-term renters maybe okay cool, cool, cool. yeah, uh, yeah. Right, maybe maybe they'll be young <sighs> so then it then the lockdown started and um it was maybe a few weeks into the lockdown suddenly one day and i was working from home um and I start hearing really loud engine revving things. And I realize that there is someone with loud trucks and cars in that driveway of that house. And they're working on the cars. Okay. And they're very loud about working on the cars. Okay. And I'm like, fuck, we got one of those neighbors now. Okay. This is great. This is going to be a shitty pandemic. But it only went on for a week. And mm-hmm. I was like... You know, I was thinking maybe, like, it it was a friend of a friend's kids or something. And then we, middle of the day, our kids in the backyard, and we had a really tiny backyard, and it's like, we can't go to parks or anything. We're going to use our garden. But our back garden was, like, half in, Mm -hmm. like, their driveway Mm -hmm. a little bit. 
And so we start hearing really loud bass, really loud pump and bass in the middle of the day. And I, my husband is Canadian and he's (laughs) non-confrontational. I am, my sister and I are what I think some people would term, we're mouthy. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. uh, Yeah. And so, you know, I just happened to be on the sidewalk um, out front uh, checking my mail, mainly because I was like keeping an ear out for when someone was coming down the driveway mm-hmm. and then I'd just skip out front and be like, oh, Vancey's seeing you here. Right. And so, you know. So you like, had not met them? No. You'd met the older couple, but you'd right. not met the people they rented out to. Right. Okay. So the people that they'd rented out to with the cars just left. After oh. like a week, week oh, or two okay. being there, they oh. were gone. And so oh, then okay. we start hearing bass and we're like, well, who is this person? Oh, I see. Maybe okay. it's them. So they come out, totally different people. They're like, oh, yeah, we're just we're just having, um, we're shooting a music video here. <laughs> oh, boy. During the pandemic? During the pandemic. And I was like, all right then. Okay. I mean, it's going to suck, but it's maybe going to be for one or two days. Right. Fine. Well, you know, whatever. No. No, this started uh, over a month of pandemic Airbnb parties. <gasps> and we lived what? on, yeah, we lived in a little neighborhood off of a side street and they would block the street with their cars parking. So it was, there was no way we could get out of our driveway, let alone a car actually coming down our street. Um, wait, wait, they, they parked the cars in the middle of the street? Oh yeah, they just parked wherever the fuck they wanted to. It it was like the Hollywood Bowl. (laughs) Oh my god! So yeah, okay. So it's it's the pandemic. We're Mm -hmm. supposed everyone's supposed to be staying away from each other. Early in the pandemic, it was like at this point. This was, I think, maybe June, April, June. So were were we already in lockdown? Oh yeah. So the the older couple is now. Now they've now it's just an Airbnb. Right now it's just an Airbnb. They're not even like looking for long term rentals. No. So these people decide to make a music video, but then the rest of the time it's just it was just having people over it, to catch yeah. COVID. Yes, and, it, par- and stay it in the middle of the street. Turned into a party house. Okay, um, and so this went on for a while. Did and you call the police and say like they're blocking the street? They didn't give a shit. They weren't coming out. They didn't. Okay. No, they. Um, by the time they did get there, because it was our boomer neighbor, uh-huh. Tony, um, who. Bless him, Tony is like, I'm this big tough guy, uh-huh. but he's not. Um, and so he called them a few times and he went outside. And when he did, mm-hmm. like, we didn't call him because we knew that our neighbors would at this point. Okay. But they would show up maybe like an hour or two after people had started to clear out. Oh, okay. Our poor neighbors that shared the driveway with them, their bedroom window was right there oh, on the driveway. No. So they numerous times would have people fucking in the bushes outside their bedroom no. window. Oh, no. We were finding uh, uh, nitrous canisters <gasps> strewn all over the sidewalk in front of our house. Just hippie crack everywhere. So, oh. Lots of whippets. I was finding little baggies all over the front, like... <sighs> I had a good time in college, yeah. so I like to. Pr- I'm like, I know what this was, yes. but it's like, not, n- yeah, not. A, now you're you out there with I, your toddler. Not, you're like, not a, yeah, my kid was three at yeah. the time, and so um, we got a hold of the landlord, 
and started calling him. Right. And he is one of those older gentlemen mm-hmm. who doesn't listen to women. Oh, boy. Oh. Right. Um, and I maybe kind of cottoned on to this earlier when I met them first because his wife just kind of stood in the background and Ooh. didn't say anything and he did all of the talking. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it became uh, very apparent Um I I was the one that was calling him in the end being like you need to get it together yeah. this is happening it it's fine it's not me I'm doing it through this other company blah 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 so okay. then I go I find the house on Airbnb I call the number <laughs> and it's this like they're dickheads they're dickheads and she was like can you describe the people who are having the party I described all of the people uh-huh. that were there during the day and it's a varied group of people, different ethnicities, different whatever, tattoos. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't want them there. And this woman cottons onto, well, it sounds like you're you're saying that one of them is a different color and so you're a racist. You just want to Are you out. kidding me? And I me? was like, oh, oh my God. So I Did you say I, they're they're having sex and doing yeah, drugs in front of my toddler? Yeah, they're fucking in my neighbor's garden. They're l- doing drugs at the bottom of our driveway. And I was like, don't you fucking do-. So I screamed at her until she hung the phone up on me. Um, and then I called back and screamed some more. Cause <laughs> yeah, for done. sure. Um, so we ended up, I, I found out about something called an SLO, which is uh, basically our neighborhood liaison officer. So I reached out to them. The other neighbors at this point were coming together, including the neighbors on the street behind us because it's impacting them. Mm. Yeah. And so we get together with him. He calls owner dude immediately. The mm. shit shuts down with the parties because he's a man. Yeah, a he's man a man. called. He's a yeah. man. So we think that's the end of it and that that is what the worst of it will be. And we are very wrong. Um <laughs> So one day we hear this really loud engine of a car, like an old van, kind of like, you know, the rumble, rumble, rumble. And me being me, I peek over the hedge. But, God, I turned into such a nosy Karen of a neighbor during this time. Because, I mean, first of all, I had nothing else to do. I was going to say, yeah. it's, it's entertaining. I had I mean, nothing right. else to fucking do, right. uh, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Right. Um, I'd you m- should be thanking them right. for I'd, giving you something thank to focus you. on. Thank you. I'd maybe watched way too much Veronica Mars at this point <laughs> on repeat that I'm like... I don't, I don't solve have, some stuff. I don't have a pit bull, but I, too, I, I have two batshit crazy terriers <laughs> who will bark at you. So back off. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm peeking over the hedge and I'm seeing, like, younger people, but they're moving in and they're bringing all this stuff in. And I'm like, well, it looks like stuff for maybe living there. Okay. So maybe we'll be okay. And, yeah, they're kind of quiet. But then we start to notice a very strange smell outside at the back of our house. And we start to notice a lot of traffic on our street. Oh, my God. And it's a quiet street. Um and then at nighttime, I'm hearing whistles, whistling, someone whistling. <laughs> and it's like the same thing, uh-huh. but like it's like a call and response. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the fuck is going on? And then 
one day, it's middle of the day, I'd taken my, my kid and the dogs for a walk just to get outside. And we turned the corner and there are two cars in this driveway, plain view. And someone's coming out and they've cut giant see-through Rubbermaid containers full of weed. And we realize oh we have an illegal grow operation happening Amazing. behind us. They, oh my they, God. Couldn't have, they couldn't have used colored bins that no. maybe you couldn't see. Why through. would you do that? Why? In the middle of the day. The thing is, is because it's legal in California, as it should be, well, like legal, you it's a misdemeanor to sell. Okay. So, I mean, okay, cool. That's fine. But when you've got a giant fucking grow operation happening that we've now realized this call and response whistles... Uh, this it's apparently a gang that's operating it that we realized this because uh, we saw a bunch of out of state plates the weekend before it come there and it was kind of quiet and so it turns out that's what happens you will have someone with out of state plates come mm-hmm. they will scout the property and this property was tucked away from the road you couldn't see it right. it had a gate that closed it was totally private and it's in a residential neighborhood so that's where illegal grow operations normally are they're in the quiet areas quiet yeah. residential oh, okay and it's so safer for them it's so much safer for them um and so the whistling we were hearing were the lookouts Letting them know if they saw a patrol car coming or if a neighbor was out. and I mean, it didn't fucking matter, obviously, because in the middle of the day, they're doing these broad daylight massive deals uh, of stuff. Yeah, they're not selling like a a joint. They're selling like massive amounts of products. Mass quantities. And I will say... uh, Respect to them. They made it very convenient. They were doing curbside service <laughs> to <laughs> oh, people. Well, that is convenient. That's COVID pro- really kind of COVID them. protocol. They're, exactly. They're following the protocol. Exactly. I'm sure they so, were wearing masks. Probably mm, not quite as disruptive as the, the late night parties. N- no, but when... So, okay. Um, we... Again, reached out to the SLO because the smell became so overwhelming. And the the smell. Danielle, you would hate that. I would hate it. It's not the smell of. It wasn't the smell of weed. It was. There's a smell that accompanies a grow operation that is horrific. It's disgusting. Huh. Is it, it the plant in its pure form that I, smells really bad at know. that level, or what it's is it? Probably like fertilizer. It's yeah. It's oh. like everything mixed together yeah. that makes this delicious, moist environment. I hate oh. that word. I'm sorry, I it's said it. It's a bad it. word. Humid, humid, wet, damp wet. environment for yeah. them to live in. So it was just this horrific smell, and this went on for a while, a really long time. Um, and so finally, we got again the SLO involved and it was with the neighbors again and it really reached a a scary point for us when um I was in the driveway playing with our daughter um and one of the guys from the house came out and started taking pictures of the front of our house and we're outside with my daughter and I'm like the fuck is happening and uh, because I can't keep my mouth shut I was like can I help you are you lost yeah Uh And he was like, oh, no, like, I'm meeting my friend here and he can't find the, so I'm just here, so it helps him. It's because the house is right. so fucking hidden and tucked yeah. back. They're taking pictures of our side of the street with our houses. <sighs> so they know this is where yeah, you go. Right. You're the point. Right. Um, and so it got to the point that we knew that we had an undercover car watching our house and uh. that 
they were getting a they were in the process of having a search warrant right done. so they can just go in yeah. so they could go in but narcotics was watching the house amazing great yeah they very clearly said to all of us don't fuck with this anymore mm-hmm. don't do anything right don't interrupt it don't don't fuck yeah. this up right. for us right got it great so i take a step back and um you know, like my dad was Scotland Yard for 30 years. Whoa. So I grew up. Now we know your skills. Right. I grew up with a healthy fear of like, okay, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, I'll do, I'll do what I'm told to do. Uh-huh. Because also we want this shit done. We want it gone because then also this landlord who's just letting this shit happen, he will then get in a fuckload of trouble yeah. and maybe be a little bit more careful about renting to people in the future. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, why does he only attract scumbags? Because he just wants to make money. Know, and he's ha- renting through a leasing agency that oh, okay. is not renting to the right yeah, people. Maybe nefarious. So it's not exactly. Like, it's not Airbnb. He's so it's not Airbnb. It's a company that is managing the property and putting it on Airbnb. I see. Oh, okay. So okay. they are the they're the people who are managing it. They're not the owners though, and so they're managing right. it. And so okay. So it gets to. I know that we're within like a day of having the search warrant executed mm-hmm. um and suddenly they start packing up mm. and they're packing up in a very big hurry oh. very big hurry and your toddler tipped them off she she's such a she's such a snitch mark. she is she yeah, is yeah um and so we immediately get hold of the slo we're like something's happening they're moving yeah. don't know what to do and he's like, we don't have any available. We don't have anyone available to come over there. And it's like, okay, well, whatever, great. So um, as they're leaving, the very last person to leave is this teenager who I'd seen constantly. And it just broke my heart because it yeah. was like he was young and he was one that was driving the fucked up old van. And he's backing out and I just happened to be outside with my mail again. You I'm get like, a lot of mail. I do. I get so much mail. <laughs> like Multiple five times, times a day. day. So much mail. Um, but I was like, hey, are you are you guys leaving? Are you moving mm-hmm. so soon? He was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, where are you moving to? And he was like, oh, we're going to go somewhere downtown. I'm like, that's great. Listen, we know what you were doing. You obviously know the police know what you were doing. Don't come back to our fucking neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Please. And also, your mother is very disappointed in what you're doing. <laughs> Good. Good for you. And I've he, been talking to your mother. <laughs> and he just went, okay, and left. So, yeah, in retrospect, looking back, it's like this was a scary organization, and it could have gone really bad because yeah. also the fertilizer they use is not safe fertilizer. Yeah. And being that they had a patrol in the neighborhood that – alone it wasn't a small potatoes yeah. operation and so that was our traumatic Oof. airbnb story wow. and so then of course they got new renters in there and we were like the fuck is this gonna be now right are we gonna have a brothel yeah i'm What's fine next? with that i don't <laughs> care next? i am i am cool with that you do your sex work shit if right. it's your decision to do it and you're not if you're being trafficked then we have a problem but if you want to set up fine um just clean up your condoms uh but it ended up being some techie bros who had a shit what was that show silicon valley where they like the pied piper house it was it was that oh that's so they were really boring but the house had not been 
professionally cleaned after the grow operation moved out and the smell in there was apparently so bad and they were like we don't know what this smell is and neighbors with the people fucking in the bushes were like oh you didn't know they didn't tell you so then they told them but yeah you know we just had happen uh sven had a package um that was um you know had his business name on it being shipped to florida Uh uh-huh and it didn't (sighs) And it didn't end up going because there was something wrong with the address or the postage. And he was like, I don't recognize this. What is it? He opened it and it was a box of pot. What? What? A box of like um, the vape pot. Shut up. And it's probably 10 grand. I would say. Wait a second. I'm confused. It was coming from his store. Somebody used his address. I've heard about this. Yes. To try to oh. ship it, yes. So but they it didn't. So they then it got shipped back to his store, and then he has ten thousand dollars. So what did he do with it? He's just still sitting with it. What? Because he doesn't know what to do about it. Call the police. He can take it to LAPD. And yeah, he needs yeah. to take it to the police. I was like, well, we could ha- keep it. No, <laughs> take it to <laughs> no. the police. <laughs> no. But, but I said to him, you know, this could be a real problem for you because if. If if you got caught with it, it's this is a felony. I mean, I think it's a felony. It would be crossing if if it's going out of state. I believe it's. I don't know. I don't know. If, would it be a felony for crossing state lines? And it's not a minor. It's a it's pot. But I don't but, know. Maybe. It, but there. There's oh, but it's not legal. It's still is a it federal. In, is it legal in Florida? It doesn't matter. Oh, because right, federally it's, it's still illegal. It's federally still illegal. Yeah, I don't understand why he's sitting on it. He needs to get rid of that right now. He needs to bring it to the police. I think, it, I mean, this just happened. All right. Well, th- again, thank you so much and for coming no, on. Thank, thank you, you for, for listening. Telling. And we'll be right back with what did we learn today? Danielle. Christine. Ready to learn? Yes. Reclet is a Swiss dish, also popular in other Alpine countries, based on heating cheese and scraping off the melted part, <laughs> then typically served with boiled potatoes. It sounds almost like a punishment. I made it sound better, didn't I? You did. You did make it sound more appealing. I'm going to tell you, it's good. Also, of all the ways to cook potatoes boiled, that's not well, fun. You know, you do, it's sort of like then you can mash them and put butter on them and then the oh, cheese that does on sound them. Good. Okay. Yeah. You know, they're just like they're, baked potatoes, but not. Yeah, the, they're like baked yeah. potatoes. Maelstrom is defined as a powerful whirlpool in the sea or a river, but also a situation or state of confused movement or violent turmoil. Yeah. Like your mind could be that. Yes, your mind could be a maelstrom. On on New Year's. Yes. The HBO series about Kim Wall is called The Investigation. Right, okay. I mean, I don't know how much more I can keep promoting the show. No, I know. You keep telling me, and then I I just go back to fucking um, uh, Gilded Age. Yeah, well, you like to be bored. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I'm reading a book about the Astors, Mm -hmm. and it, a lot of it, takes place during the Gilded Age yeah. and also Mrs. Astor yes. is a character in the Gilded Age. That's fun. So I kind of went back and it was, you know, it, it, so it was, anyway, it I might influenced go, me. I could see myself going back to the Gilded Age. Yeah. It's it's like kind of pleasant probably to watch. It's pleasant. And I do like that time period. Yeah. It's kind it's of fascinating. Yeah. Um, but I'm on season two of The Bear and it is good. Oh, you're, oh, I didn't know you were so far behind. Yeah, we left it, and now we've gone back. Okay. Okay? Right. And I'm glad I went back. Good. Swamping is when the boat is upright, but filled with water, unlike with capsizing when the vessel is either on its side or turned completely (gasps) over. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. Wear your life jacket, dum-dum. Yeah. (laughs) 
Time slips or time glitches are a commonly reported phenomenon. Many believe time slips support the holographic universe theory. <laughs> okay. So this is just a world we are not as aware of, and that's okay. We don't have to, to be in time slips, but if any of our listeners are, we'd love to hear from them in that email that Emily mentioned. Well, they couldn't email us if they're in a time slip. Yeah, they well, don't have when, email then. Send a Pony Express. Maybe yeah. they're in the f- no. Maybe they're in the future in a time slip. Oh. Or they just time slipped five years ago. <laughs> okay. Oh, our email wasn't set up five years ago. <laughs> email right. one of us privately and say, "Hey, right. you have a podcast in the future. Right? It's wildly successful. <laughs> okay. Make us feel good that we won't cry in years. <laughs> and then we'll get here and be like, "Wait, it's not as successful as you said it was." <laughs> then we'll cry even more. <laughs> Guys, don't do that to us. <laughs> so mean. These time slips motherfuckers oh they really they really hurt our feelings so rude danielle chris garen yes are you ready to do some patreon shout outs mm-hmm. these are some shout outs to some of our newer seek shelter members awesome pretty sure i haven't read their names already but if you're hearing your name a second time then just congratulations lucky for you david craig yes two first names love it how lucky is he to have two first names? Next up. Well, thank you're, you. You're, da- you're Christine Kim, right? Or Kimmy? Kim. Hey, Kim. Kimmy Kim. Hey, Kim. Come, Kristen. come do these uh, rewrites. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still Christine and I've been working for you for <laughs> two years. All right. Thank you for your support, David. Next up, we have Travis Foster. Hi, Travis. Hi, Thank Travis. You. I like your last name because it reminds me of my favorite donuts, Foster's. It means beer in Australia. Foster's? You like a Foster's? Australian for beer. Wait, Foster's, like Foster's Freeze has donuts or is it no, a different thing? It's, a dif- it's a different. It's just Foster's. Is it a chain or is I think it just it might something be. near you? It's near us and I think it's a chain as well. Oh, I've never heard of it. I love their donuts. All right. Thank you for your support, Travis and Kelly Selberg. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. I like that you spell your name I-E. That's fun. And I like that you listen to us and support us. Yeah. That allows us to make this amazing content. Oh, here's, here's one. Listen to this. Now seating Donner Party of Five. Strike that Party of Four. I think we've already. <laughs> Did we already read this yeah, one? Yeah, because I kind of remember that joke. Okay, well, we're doing it again. Okay. That's a good joke. One more. You ready for this? Yeah. Erica Lane. Yeah, we did this? Well, I don't know, because I think it sounds like a soap opera name, and I'm pretty sure I said that before. Yeah, like Erica Kane. Was oh, that a soap opera? Oh, is that what, that's what's-her-face, that right? Yeah, Susan, Susan Lucci. Lucci. Susan Lucci, yeah. Sorry, guys, if I'm rereading your names well, a second time. I I think that maybe the uh, app might reorganize things. I tried in my least condescending voice to suggest to Christine that maybe she figure out a way to mark that. I am doing an, a, a list on my phone. Yeah. And that's okay. Maybe I could be wrong, but I did miss a couple times. So there's that. But now I'm going to update it. Okay. And from now on, everything's going to be perfect in our lives forever, guys. Now, I think we're running. We're going to stop. But (laughs) we do have some letters. Okay. We'll do it next time. Great. Because, you know. Guys, there's only so much listening you want to hear from us. Enough already. And then you're just like, yeah, 
this is never going to end. Right. Do these two ever shut up? Yeah. I just spent the holidays with my family and now these two hens are in my ear. Oh my God. Let's get rid of them. Please. These two cackling. Cackling. Hens. hens. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. We love the support. Thank you so much. And we hope you had fun. Until next time. Remain remain calm. calm.